on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. TikTok is testing a new content format, but it's just the same old story. Google ad search terms came out of hiding, then back in, but Google says they are seeking a new way to share data while keeping privacy safe. Much like Facebook, we are optimistic that the contents of the show will prove to be pleasurable upon your ears. All on today's show. (laughs) You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on August 13th, 2021. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another show. Jess and Greg, thank God you're here. Hi. It's been a while <laughs> since it's been the three of us together. It feels that way, yeah. Jess, what do you have going on in your world? So in my underworld, I have been watching the Underworld films. This of course week. you have. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched the first three, or technically one, two, and four. I think the third installment was just the Lycans. I'll go back. Jess, what? <laughs> I know. I've been staying up late. I can't sleep. But I, these are old movies. We don't need to recap the plot. I am just, I'm new to vampires. I bet the vampires help the sleep. The horror movie and the yeah. vampires. <laughs> it really, I, yeah, it puts me right to bed. I don't, they're not even that great of movies, but I enjoy watching them. But I, my question for you guys, maybe this is the wrong crowd, but I know like with zombies, different movies, different stories, they all have their own rules. Are there different vampire rules? Totally. Yes, 100%. Okay. Yes, I was a big Twilight girly. And you you can like be out in the sun, you just like sparkle, right? If yeah, that's Twilight. Twilight. That's a Twilight thing That's weird. Sure. And like how you become a vampire can be different. And like I just, this is all new to me. And I'm still trying to figure out why the vampires werewolves are always are not, the bad guys. Vampires are not new to you. Well, I'm not like up on the lore. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire All I know lore. is the interview with the vampire. Like I tried to watch it once, and it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I just had to turn it off. Is that the one with Baby Kirsten Dunst? Um, I don't know. Brad Pitt. <laughs> I think Brad Pitt okay. was in it. I think <laughs> it was like in a window with long hair, and it was not good. Yeah, no. Anyway, so you're watching Underworld. <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay. I'm just so sorry for you and your family. Okay, Caleb, well, what's going on with you? Not related, but there's a bat stuck in my house. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Little spoof now. <laughs> we need to put one of those turnstiles and charge people to go into your house because it's better than the Buffalo Zoo. I know, it really oh. is. So I get a call from my brother late last night. My father works at night and he's like, I think there's something in the house. I'm like, okay, it could be a rabbit, so don't worry about it. And he's like, no, <laughs> flying. So I go over and we spend the next two hours trying to kill this bat. It's oh. not dead. It's still in there. Oh, my God. You might become a vampire if you get I know, bit. I know. I'll add more to the lore for you. Mm. You Tell should try to rules. kill it with like a baseball bat. Honestly, we were trying that, but my brother doesn't want to kill it, so we're taking t-shirts and trying to hit yeah, it. Yeah, in all honesty, it's because <laughs> it's because you killed the spiders, yeah. and the spiders were yeah, the exactly. things that were killing the bugs, and now the bats are coming yeah. inside because you have a bug problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's exactly. It's because a whole you took care of the spider problem. Yeah. yeah. Don't 100%. leave fruit out either. I would not True. be able to sleep. Okay, Greg, do you have better news for us? <laughs> no, unfortunately, I don't. Okay. This past weekend. <laughs> My kids are into NASCAR, and so I went what? to my first NASCAR race 
And I hate NASCAR, for the record. Not a fan at all, but like try to support the kids. I'm a Lions fan. My daughter's a Packers fan, and I'm like, let it go. But they like NASCAR. I had no idea what I was getting signed up for. It was a phenomenon. And earlier in the week, I went to go meet a friend at like uh, a country club where I had to put on like like little fancy shoes and like a business <laughs> outfit and stuff. And then I'm out there at NASCAR with like people wearing shirts that say you can't spell sausage without USA and stuff. And wow. that's Yo, in brother. such poor taste. Well, to be fair, I think it was a Johnsonville shirt. So like, it was something like. What an experience. I'm just imagining Greg sitting there in the stands like everyone else is like, I didn't drink at all either. Not oh. one drink all the oh, time. No. I was too, I was too, uh, I wanted to be on, you know, have all my wits about me because I had no yeah. idea what was coming next. Where were you more uncomfortable? The country club or country the NASCAR club. race? Country club. 100%. 100%. And joke's on you because it's just as loud in our studio. We have a lot of cars that just drove by. Oh, look, there's uh, Kyle Larson <laughs> flying by. Do your kids have a favorite driver? Like, I, I'm so captivated by this. Yeah, they both have favorite drivers. Okay, okay. So one, the, the girl likes Kyle Busch because it's an M&M car. And yeah. the boy likes Joey Logano. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, well, I got in big trouble this week because I left my front door. Like, I left for work one day. Hopefully, nobody has my address. <laughs> I just left it open. Didn't lock the door. I left the door open a little bit. And you can watch the footage on the ringed video doorbell of me, like, just leaving and leaving the door open. It's so sad to watch. And I got in big trouble for it. But the worst part was, a couple of days later, I went on this two whole mile run like pr since having the baby really proud of myself you know solid 10 minute pace i'm so athletic i get home i'm dead exhausted the door is locked they went to a coffee shop and locked me out of the house and i think that's worse than leaving it open because nobody was inconvenienced should have ran to Whose the side shop. are you on? Just your stuff. I mean, I'm always on your side, but I, I don't know that locking a door is worse than leaving it open. No, I mean, <laughs> if you don't like bats, I'll go with the, the first one being worse. Yeah, Brad Pitt with the long hair might come in. Could have got another mile into the coffee shop. Okay, and getting into the news this week, many advertisers thought it was Christmas in July, and not just because our very own Jess Bud was wearing a shirt yesterday that said, Hail Santa. <laughs> With satanic symbols. (laughs) And Santa, which my kiddo doesn't even really know who Santa is. And yesterday tried to grab my shirt. He tried to grab Santa. He goes, want that. Where? Who else would have that shirt? (laughs) Just me. Sarah Burke has a a coordinating one, but it's not the same. Yes. Well, were you in the Christmas spirit because you thought the search terms were back? Because that's the story. Of course. Yeah. I was celebrating early. So everyone woke up on August 5th. And it was like Christmas came early because there were full search term reports Apparently, I didn't see it in my accounts. We slept through it. We'll get to that. But I first saw this reported by Sophie Logan on Twitter at Marketing Soph. She tweeted, good morning and hello to a full search term visibility in my Google Ads account this morning. And she has an amazing picture of Moira Rose feeling just so happy about this news. And then Barry Schwartz saw this in a post from David Mel- Melamid on LinkedIn And his quote says, I manage 30 plus campaigns daily and some would only show 15 to 20 search terms on average with a ton of impressions in the other category, hiding lower volume search terms. I logged in today to find 400 search terms on the same campaign and 500 plus from yesterday when I remember it only showing 30 from yesterday. So it backdated a little bit, but 
only from the day before, apparently. And Burry always has the best images in his articles. He and Roger Marti... Martini Buster. ...are Mm -hmm. always up there with the best. But for this article, I really didn't understand his choice. Did you get it, Greg? Maybe you can explain it to me. (laughs) It looks like somebody's on panama beach at like one of those paint parties you know yeah so it's this woman with real oh i i guess i don't know the gender a person with very striking eyes beautiful eyelashes they're painted tie-dye and i guess they're hiding behind their hand a little bit is that hiding search terms i don't know but it will make you stop scrolling i guess when you're going through twitter was that his strategy <laughs> it worked yeah every time i see it, i'm like what is this let us know barry because it was big news so i'm glad i stopped And as I said, sadly, by the time anyone here at Cypress North knew about this, it was gone. Greg literally checked at 745 after he saw Barry's article and it was gone. I don't know what these people are doing during the night. Well, the funny thing, he he added me on the article. Yeah. And I'm like, I was in the middle of trying to pull my daughter's tooth out. And so I get this app from Barry Schwartz and I'm like... I like retweet it and say something like hallelujah or something. And, like, and then I'm like, I literally got pliers out to get this thing out. It was that bad. I didn't use them. We got it out without it. But I retweeted it without looking. And I should have looked first because I didn't have any of it at 745. Yeah, I didn't see any. So hopefully other people were luckier than us and downloaded them before they lost them. And this seems like a bug, but I am optimistic about it because we also reported a few weeks ago that people are seeing zero click and sometimes zero impression search terms which i've seen in my accounts and i just don't understand yeah. like still like this week you're not showing me things that converted in my accounts like less than 50 percent, but you're going to show me zero impression and not only that but we're going to show you the spend and the conversions but we're not going to we're not going to sh- we're going to show you the spend and you have to do the math to figure everything else out we're going to hide oh, your yeah, target CPA. We're going to hide your conversions, and we're just going to show this number. It's crazy town. Yeah. Oh, the band? Yes. I'm a butterfly baby, right? Is that the one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am optimistic, though, because Jenny tweeted, the team is exploring ways to share more data in search term reports while remaining privacy safe. I'll have more to share in the coming weeks. So this was at 5.49 p.m. after people woke up that morning to the more search terms and then they went away so it seems like she's teasing something that's coming and i'm hoping it's going to be good i mean you can't take away anything else to be to be fair this whole thing is in my opinion a ruse about the privacy because you can still see much of the data not all the data but much of the data in ga but you can still see the search terms there and then again what went on and happened on the site yeah and in my mind this is why Jenny became our ads liaison, because I feel like this news came out and then she joined the team like shortly after. She's just trying to fix this problem. She's for here us. to fix it. Maybe this is her with all the paint and she doesn't want us to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's that, like, I'm doing work, guys. That little T, she's like channeling Taylor Swift when she like releases oh, this, this <laughs> but doesn't know the songs. And we're all just waiting to see what it actually is. Nobody in the world thought of that. <laughs> Congratulations. Caleb asked me if I cracked the code on TikTok last I did. week. Did you? I, I no, I waited for smarter people to do it. I have a job, so I <laughs> and, and oh, shop wow. Ouch. for the listeners out there that don't know what you're talking about, which is everybody. Can you explain, please? <laughs> okay, so Taylor Swift is re-releasing her hit album Red, which was just 
such an important album to me. <laughs> and she's releasing it with like all these extra songs. It's going to have 27 songs on it. 10 minute version of All Too Well, which will just bring you to tears. I'm sure I heard it's explicit. I'm just so excited for this album. But we didn't know what the extra songs were going to be or anything. So she released this thing of a vault unlocking and all the letters. It turns out it was a crossword puzzle and you had to find all the words. And if you unscrambled the cr- clues, it was the set list to the album. And yeah. Is she putting these puzzles together and someone no, else is writing her songs? No. I think she is. It's Creeps Like Shep doing it. Yeah. Oh. I didn't do it. She always releases things at midnight the day before a school night or during the workday, so I can never figure anything out. Phoebe Bridges <laughs> is going to be on the album. Looking forward to that. What's next in the news, Jess? All right. Well, I'll reference Kesha here because she's my Taylor Swift. TikTok on the clock and the party don't stop. Which party? How the many times party. have we made this joke? <laughs> Not enough. And there's one more. All right. The platform is testing TikTok stories, which is a very original name for a very original concept. There is no word yet on how wide this initial test is going to be or who will have access to it. But screenshots from Matt Navarra show that it's pretty much exactly what you would expect when I say stories. They expire in 24 hours. You can create them and view them in a dedicated section of the app. And they have those typical like profile circles that you're used to scrolling through in the feed. But they put their very own spin on it because you scroll vertically instead of horizontally through those. So get excited. Groundbreaking. New experiences. And you may be wondering to yourself why a platform that's already focused on short form video needs such a thing. I was wondering that myself. But the wise Andrew Hutchinson notes in his social media today article covering this that more content options means more ad insertion options. So really just more revenue potential, which makes sense. We'll see if it works, but why not test it? I'm a strong believer in test everything. So fine with me. I, just, I don't really care because I'm not a TikTok user at all, but I, I know your daughter is. Shep, do you, is she part of the test? Oh, she's, yeah, an influencer on TikTok. Mm-hmm. She loves to dance. Um, she was not included in the test, but I think this is smart because I'll see things the way the algorithm works that are from like months ago if it's something that they think I'll like. So if you have something timely, like say you're in Disney World that day and you want to show me what's going on, but maybe it's not important a week from now, I could just watch it that day. Be so nice. you would use this? Totally. Right. Well, let us know if it goes wide, because none of us are using TikTok to find out. What else is going on in the news, Greg? All right. Next up on more social news from Graham Mud, spelled like puddle of mud, which is my Kesha to Jess's <laughs> Taylor Swift of Shep, if that made sense. So who is the artist? Puddle, puddle of mud. mud? M-E-D-D. Can you not see? Is it too blurry? Okay. Who's heard of them? It's a garbage band from the from the arts, right? I mean, garbage is a different band. They're a good band. <laughs> yeah, I like them. <laughs> anyway, Graham Mudda is VP of Product Marketing Ads at Facebook, and Alex Heath, spelled like Ledger of The Verge, had a great article out there. And Facebook is rebuilding its ads to know a lot less about you. And according to the article, there's a meaningful pivot. And so Alex starts by saying, Facebook's massive business was built on its ability to track users across the internet. But now, thanks to looming regulation and other moves to restrict such data collection, that is changing. (laughs) And this, of course, is coming after Apple has 
prompted users for permission to track across other apps, uh, to have apps cross you across other apps, and then also the EU considering the Digital Services Act, which will basically shut down a lot of different tracking. Okay, so Team Paid, are you ready for a downer? Ready for me to be a stick in the mud? I'm used to them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's send this quote from Graham on the official Facebook blog. We are optimistic that new privacy-enhancing technologies will prove that personalization remains possible and effective as our industry evolves to become less reliant on individual third-party data. That's not good. When you like personalization remains possible? Yeah. Yikes. That sounds bad. <laughs> and that was like always the best part of Facebook is you could get, again, very relevant messaging to the right people. And then, of course, everybody misused it and mm-hmm. did naughty things with it. And now it'll just be a possibility. Probably it's not possible. very good. It's possible. It's never great when you hear somebody say possible. Mm-hmm. So Facebook, in their official post, also said that we began testing our private lift measurement solution with select partners, which uses privacy-enhancing technology, uh, that secure multi-party computation. And in the meantime, they open source their framework for private computation solutions so that anybody in the industry can now develop measurement products based on this technology. And first off, they need to change the name. <laughs> if you open source private computation <laughs> solutions, should it be like public computation solutions? <laughs> for then? sure. Um, all right, and here's one other cool thing that was mentioned that could be used here and this is from Facebook, they said, we're also exploring applications for on-device learning, a technology that could improve a person's ad experience by processing data locally on their device rather than sending it back. So essentially be kind of uh, captured on the device, anonymized, and then used so that everybody could still get good data. And then you're looking, everybody, if you're watching YouTube, everybody's (laughs) looking at me strangely, (laughs) as they should, because this is where it gets muddy. Yeah. Oh my so, God, this how many poor D's? man's. <laughs> <laughs> so this, there was an interview with Mud, and he said, well, the, the Heath asked Mud the quietness. He said, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't see how that will be easy to do under Apple's new ad tracking prompt on iOS, which explicitly asks users if they want to block an app from sharing data with other companies. Google's Android is planning something similar. Do you think that technique works under the platform rules that we're already seeing? To which Mud replies, I don't think we've had any clear guidance from Apple or others about specific technology and whether that's acceptable giving their policy. So this may work. It may just be like, no, you can't do this. I told you, you can't track people and you can't use it for others. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. So anyway, Mm. Facebook is trying this and it may be possible. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. All right. This week's take of the week comes from PBC Kirk at PBC Kirk on Twitter. And he says, Google smart shopping. So smart that you don't need any data since you can't influence the system positively. So what are you thinking? LOL? Also Google. No, don't make two whole smart shopping budget changes in a week. Are you nuts? You will ruin everything. <laughs> and then the questioning emoji, questioning emoji, questioning emoji, hashtag PPC chat. <laughs> that is so sad and so true. It, it is. And I, I, 
I, I'm not going to go off on a rant on this, but if everything is so smart, it can it can roll with the punches. Shouldn't it be able to roll with the punches? Yeah, and if yeah. you're like raising the budget, wouldn't they want that? And sometimes your smart bidding or smart shopping campaigns stink off the bat, and you have to try to get it to work better. It's like you can't just lose money for seven straight days. Like, uh, I don't know. Great take, Kirk. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. ICYMI people from Jordan Stark at Jord underscore Stark on Twitter. He says, hot tip for performance max campaigns and Google ads, they've conveniently removed the in or regularly in your targeted location setting. Make sure you add all other countries as an exclusion if you want specific geo traffic. <laughs> that max. <laughs> Such a crazy guy. Just don't add two country changes in a week. It's just amazing how hard they're making it. Like we've had to make the craziest keyword list. Greg had to make a keyword list of every part in the human body this week. What? For negative and, keywords in an account. And then Chris made every ailment possible. <laughs> it was such a sad day. We're reading this and we're like, diabetes, <laughs> cancer. Like, and they that's go the, insane. The body parts. Because close variants are so out of control. Because we've talked about how we're trying to use broad, the new broad match with some success. But right. that's like the only way to do it. That and the hidden terms are unbelievably bad. We've got an account that you and I are working on, Shep, where... I think the spend was about um, $400 in last week for terms we could see and $1,200 for terms we couldn't see. Now the CPA for what we could see was 79 bucks. The CPA for what we couldn't see was $300 and you can't do anything about it. You can't get rid of it. And you're spending three times the amount on it. It's criminal. And you got to do the math on it. You got to go through and do the math to find out that CPU. You can't even just give it to me because you're so embarrassed about what you're doing, Google, and you're trying to hide how stinking terrible your other terms are. And then when I just like want to go do math like that quickly, I use the calculator app on Google, which is so terrible. Have you? Uh, ever- I don't use that. I just Google it. That's why I'm like one of the zero click searches that ran so upset about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit Windows key type calculator. Is I saw, that a good one? Speaking of Chris, I saw him with a TI-83 Plus on his desk today. Oh, he he was guy. using it. Yeah. I haven't seen one of those. Well, it's probably not an 83 anymore because I'm like 90 years old, but one of those fancy ones. I need to get one to get the CPA on these zero clicks, <laughs> these <laughs> hidden data search terms. Now it's time for this week's pew, pew. lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid organic and social first up in the paid universe this week google ads announced that they will be expanding safeguards to prevent age sensitive ad categories from being shown to teens and they will block ad targeting based on age gender or interest of people under 18. so a little non-paid tangent here in the same announcement google is making other changes to protect teens saying quote in the coming weeks weeks will introduce a new policy that enables anyone under age 18 or their parent or guardian to request the removal of their images from Google image results. Also announced YouTube will change the default upload mode to private for kids 13 to 17. 
They are turning on take a break and bedtime reminders. What a sad world we live in. You don't know what time my kid goes to bed. How dare you? <laughs> and turning off. Yeah, your kid probably goes to bed at like 2 a.m. <laughs> you guys are up watching that sh- underground show. <laughs> What's Under- wrong with Under- that person's <laughs> teeth, mommy? <laughs> <laughs> Give me that Satan Santa. They're also turning off autoplay for users under 18. And on YouTube, kids, they are adding an autoplay option and turning it off by default. Safe search will be automatically turned on for those under 18 using Google search and those under 18 will be able to turn on, will not be able to turn on their location history. The most exciting about this story, thing about the story for me was that it was shared by the one and only Rob Leather and that's what brought it across my desk. He tweeted about it. We haven't heard from him since he went to Google. He hasn't really made any news. Yeah, it's been very quiet. So exciting. Can't wait to hear from him more. <laughs> Rob Leathern. Do you think he's ever listened to our show? Never. <laughs> Never. Maybe if you say his name three times in the mirror, he'll listen to our show. Is that an underworld thing too? It's just a candy man, I think. <laughs> and from Sarah Perez for TechCrunch, Instagram is testing ads in its shop tab. You can use single images or a carousel with select US-based advertisers. This is only available to them right now. So... Can we talk about the shop tab? I'm sure Jess Bud has seen it. I'm sure Greg hasn't. Am I I've correct? I've seen it. I hate it. It's why would you take so up so terrible? Why would you take up a fourth of your navigation for a shop? There's no text on the ad. So like we've got this leotard, which first of all, <laughs> why would I buy that? I'm not sure how it's deciding what it's showing me. Your sister might. Then we've got this other lady sitting on a bed. I don't know if her mug is for sale. I don't know if the linens are for sale there's no text on these then they got this adorable baby on a chair i don't know whether they're selling the chair her dress or the baby this is a terrible experience also you don't want a camo baby in your house that's one thing i know <laughs> that's this, not camo no, it's this, flowers. this is the definition of camouflage this is oh hidden. yeah this is clearly a someone could baby. sit on that chair <laughs> she matches the, on the baby she's a little yeah. lily pulitzer baby so <laughs> Cute baby, terrible shopping experience. Like, maybe you should figure that out. And nobody should be running ads on it. (laughs) And we've got a tale from PPC Reddit. Greg wasn't up early enough to find those zero-click search terms, but he was awake at some point to find this story. So this was posted by user Alexandria Media 90. These names are so hard to read. And she says, I've managed 10 million plus in paid media over the last eight years. Here are a few less mainstream free tools, websites, extensions I use. Hope this helps. So there's a whole list of 10. A couple are Adveronics, and it, this is a handy Google Sheets add on that allows you to extract data from Facebook ads, Google ads, and any other channel automatically into a spreadsheet daily. And then she shares this ad creative bank, and it is her top source to find creative inspiration for new ads. So check that out if you want all 10 tools. And from the desk of Jess Bud, she got a notification in Facebook ads that says about expiring audiences. If audience if an audience hasn't been used by any active ad set over two years, it will begin to expire. Expiring audiences that remain unused for 90 days will be deleted. I'm not in sh- entirely sure how new this is, but it was new to me, and it seems pretty important, especially like there's probably a lot of companies that weren't advertising over the past couple of years that may want to start again, and those lists could be gone. So look out for that. And from Ginny Marvin from her at ads liaison account on Twitter. 
She says, out now, the new version of Google Ads Editor supports hotel ads, YouTube, audio ads, and lead form extensions. But you already know because we released it last week and then unreleased it. She didn't say that. That was yeah. done. And who, like, the number of people that want to be able to change negative keyword lists versus the number of people running YouTube audio ads? What are you focusing on that over there? That is such a good point. Because the negative keyword list would stop ads from showing and lower their revenue. So The lead form extensions are cool. And we yeah. had a show of that uh, way back with the paid search pros with Joe Martinez and Michelle Morgan and Mark Saltarelli talking about lead form extensions and lead form ads actually as well. So that's pretty cool. But we just want the negative terms. Give us that. That yeah. would be huge. You can also download specific parts of a campaign, but I would never do. I always go for the more data, and I'm like a psycho about it. Yeah. Like 10 times. I don't think I've ever done whatever the other one is, the fast one. Yeah. Never in my life. You might miss something. It should just say like, less crazy person. Or what do they say? Faster download, because I'm crazy. I want it all. Yeah. Yeah. And that is it for paid. What's happening in organic? Well, first up, Google is dropping the safe. Browsing is a page experience ranking signal and there is a good example of the change over on search engine land basically this was dropped because sometimes sites fall victim to third-party hijacking google said um, and that makes sense like if somebody goes through and takes over your site should you have a ranking decrease because of that probably not so all, all the SEOs are just going to be making unsafe sites left and right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but A, there's two things I had with this where I don't like the term hijackers because that mainly came from, I think, like being on the highway and getting like your car jacked. I thought it was, no, that's carjacking. I thought it was airplanes. Why? Because it's high in the air? Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I didn't know that. I thought they were just saying hello to Jack. <laughs> no. Jess. <laughs> I mean, it's more I like, <laughs> is it more like screen jacking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's click site, jacking? Site, site jacking. Site jacking. I like click jacking. None of these sound good, though. So, like, yeah, it's site jacking. And I, no, this all sounds actually terrible. So, the other thing as well, if you want to try to be malicious, now the hijacking somebody else's site won't tank their, you know, their, their organic potential to rank. You should just hijack a site and throw some interstitials up there. Throw some real big interstitials up there, and that'll get them to not rank. Okay. But are we hijacking sites <laughs> just so that they rank <laughs> lower? People yeah. do it? Excuse me. Yes. Is that why people <laughs> do it? <laughs> I was just going to your SEOs. Thing Let's de-optimize like their they SEO. They don't just wake up in the morning and like choose chaos. I don't know. Maybe Some, they, some people shop. do. There's a lot Have of Have you seen Underworld, Chef? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. All right. Next up. Google Core Web Vitals is more than just a tiebreaker, according to John Mueller and Roger Monty. I can't. I just <laughs> told somebody it was a tiebreaker last week. <laughs> now I look bad. <laughs> Martini Buster. And according to uh, Thread and Reddit, John Mueller had said, it's a ranking factor and it's more than a tiebreaker. It also doesn't replace relevance, blah, blah, blah. And this is why it's like... Go with things that you think make sense. Take things into consideration that Google says, but don't live by them. And yes, is it more than tiebreaker? Who knows? I, I, think for yourself. Make your best site. Make something your, your, your visitors would like. All right, next up, Microsoft Bing announces make every feature binary or MEB. 
In my... <clears throat> what? Missing letter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Microsoft announced their next AI model, a large-scale sparse model that complements our production transformer models. So MEB, or Make Every Feature Binary, is running in production for 100% of Microsoft Bing searches in all regions and languages. So it's probably pretty awesome. Go check it out over on Search Engine Roundtable. But I don't trust it because you can't even get the acronym right. It's very bizarre. Like It's MEFB. Not everything MIFB. needs an acronym. I know. And I've got an acronym for you and for this, Microsoft. You ever even try? <laughs> All right. What's next that up, Google Structured Data Testing Tool directs you to richresultstestorschema.org. And cool, right? You get redirected to the from the old one to something new? I guess. Wrong, Shep. Because over on SEJ, Roger Monty. Martini Buster. Had an article called Google Replaces Structured Data Tool with Promotional Landing Page. And so Roger Monty has some of the best images besides Barry. And I think Roger won this week because he's got somebody in with a huge chain and such a fancy coat going like Gangnam style out there. And also he continues having very bold imagery throughout the article yeah. where he goes and says, Google says schema.org structured data validator has stabilized. And it has somebody that looks like they've got the Delta variant and is on a <laughs> ventilator. And there's a quote underneath it that says, the schema markup validator is stabilized, dot, dot, dot. And it's like somebody in hospice. This, this, he's throwing major shade. He, yeah. He's, he's fired up. I told you. I like it. So then he goes on to say, is Google's landing page promotional? And talks about the fact where it actively encourages visitors to first use Google's rich results page instead of the schema.org. And then went on to saying that Google may be dabbling in the dark arts or the dark patterns to be specific, saying, is Google using dark patterns by directing people to Google? Anyway, it's like a whole conspiracy theory. I feel like you'd be into this, Shep. You love conspiracies. You can't really say that anymore. I used to love conspiracies when they were really wholesome, you know, Titanic counting the portholes. They're not like that anymore. You can't just say you're into conspiracy theories. (laughs) (laughs) Really lumps you in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you might like NASCAR too. (laughs) All right. Anyway, next up from John Henshaw and Koi Wolf, Google is recommending author page URL be added to the article schema for structured data. He's got a bunch of great examples of what to do and how to add it for one author, for multiple authors, instead of just making sure you've got your uh, name and type and all that schema that you should have, you also link over to your author page as well. And next up from Christina Brodsky, she has a tweet saying, noticing large preview images in Google mobile SERPs that appear new. And I thought it was just like some of the ads that we've seen, but no, these are actual massive images showing within the organic results. I don't know if it's new or not. Barry, get at us here. Um, Also in other news, I think this is officially a Christina Brodsky stan podcast. Absolutely. She's on fire. I'm a big fan. Like she's got all these sheets that she's sharing. Go follow her on Twitter um, at C Brodsky or head on over to our newsletter or Discord channel, communitymarketing.clap to see everything but man she's been on fire lately yeah and listen to our marketing a talk with her um she has a lovely accent do we determine where it's from is it connecticut or no i think it's new york right we'll have to ask we'll have to ask we were only speculating (laughs) we like it okay next up you can fire your entire app development staff because wix is launching a no code app builder for 200 dollars per month 
actually wait. You're on Wix, so you probably don't have any developers. But Wix is having an ability, if you have a Wix site, to turn that into an app. And it is currently a pre-sale, 50% off for life. So that's now $100 if you go sign up and Wix, no code, app builder today. Well, as long as you're not listening in the future, then you're probably paying 200 bucks. All right, Google is releasing a new help guide for large sites wanting to manage their crawl budget. And you can see if you have a, a large site, 1 million plus unique pages or medium or larger sites with very rapidly changing content, and that's uh, 10,000 unique pages or more, go check it out. I'm not going to go through it because there's probably like three people that this pertains to. And then next up, Yelp is introducing proof of vaccination required and staff fully vaccinated profile attributes so users can filter these searches and attributes when searching rather and yelp will be monitoring reviews for business that add them next up google is testing a discussions carousel in the serps and barry schwartz spotted it over on search engine roundtable and you can see discussions from reddit examples overclockers Naraland and appliance it's basically all these kind of cards coming in about it seems like forums and other places where there's you know user generated content so um i've got an even better idea for discussions in the serps though okay audio chat clubhouse style you search and then you just have an active conversation with other people out there everybody's doing it boom Clubhouse and the SERPs. So you have to assume other people are online exactly when you're searching it. Okay, that's not a good idea. How about stories in the search? No. Okay. Clubhouse ad extensions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Salesforce has a streaming service for professionals. And let me, let me revise that. Client Salesforce has a streaming service for professionals. So... I hope it goes well. Yeah, it's the latest uh, company to enter the streaming wars. You got <laughs> Disney Plus, you got Salesforce. I wish them well. Literally no comments from me. All right, Google Community News Summit has been scheduled on August 17th and 18th. So throw on your little newsboy hat there and head on over. If you are a small publisher, Google said, or Megan Chan from Google said, it's focused on the specific challenges and opportunities of running a community-focused news organization. And it's for people with less than 50 employees in those companies. And I just got to imagine, anybody that small has just got to go to Google and just start complaining. Mm-hmm. Ugh, and just, Google won't care. And they'll so just, ta- just take their no, ideas. But Facebook does. All right, well, that's it in organic, just what's happening social. All right, first up in the social news this week, Instagram was really nice and released an overview of key factors its algorithm considers when ranking reels, including a breakdown of how it determines which reels a user might be interested in and what you can do as a creator to boost your reach potential. They also included factors that could limit your reach, and one of them was if your video is low resolution or watermarked so hashtag don't real use your tiktok well that's all anyone is doing so get used to it this just gonna decrease your reach kids this just feels surreal that every week they are saying how to use this and how it works like maybe your your algorithm is a little too crazy that people are leaving instagram and going to tiktok because they understand it well this is just reality greg that we live in goodness gracious but if, (laughs) if it went away where would we get our puns so just be thankful. I'll find them, don't you worry. She'll find a way. <laughs> yeah. Don't tempt her, Shep. 
We can stick with reels here, but I'm done with puns. Instagram has added another way to search reels content, and that is by audio, which apparently is a clone of TikTok's sounds tab, which I don't really know much about because I'm not on there. But these social networks are all just becoming the same thing. It's like, do you guys know that Meatloaf song, Everything Louder Than Everything Else? I try to avoid meatloaf. <laughs> Both the artist and the dish. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it's a great song. It's like eight minutes long. I listened to it while I was writing this. Got super pumped up. But it's also a great dish. Yeah. There's it's, vegetables yeah, in there sometimes. It's delicious. Ketchup and mustard. It's like meat. Mustard. All right. If you're putting it, mustard in your meatloaf, that explains it all. Yeah. What it, are you it's doing? It's like meat bread. Why wouldn't you like that? It's a loaf. <laughs> so you, don't say it like that. It sounds pretty bad to me now. Too. It's <laughs> disgusting. Meat bread. <laughs> I don't eat meat. So. The texture of meatloaf is like why I don't eat beef. It's, it's a brownie. So it's like spongy, you know, yeah. really it's young. Dis- I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, maybe spongy meatloaf will change his me. name to spongy beef. <laughs> okay. <sighs> From 9 to 5 Mac, new features for Twitter spaces, a platform in their words, they being 9 to 5 Mac, has become a solid choice for those who love to speak using audio only. Wrap your head around that. That doesn't make sense. I know. That's generally how one speaks. I know. No, you don't speak using audio. You listen using it. None of it makes sense, but whatever. More of a visual word. Yeah. <laughs> if you are one of those people, you'll be happy to know that hosts can add up to two co-hosts to their conversation now, and that is in addition to 10 other speakers that can participate. The Julie pla- Bacini, yeah. rejoice. The heavy lifting at PPC yeah. chat. She can now bring more people out. Uh, rejoice. Julie, you need a break. <laughs> Well, hope she's listening. Hi, Julie. The platform has also fixed some bugs, made guest management easier, and again, according to the article, is expected to soon implement a voice transformer feature <laughs> with multiple effects for users. Uh, as this is going to go great. Get ready. B, cartoon, helium, incognito, and a bunch more. But they had me at B because it's a great way to generate buzz. You, you know there's what? One, there's one listener out there. That's funny, but <laughs> no, it's not. But PPC Greg, I feel like he I was going to say that too. If he could be incognito with his little fake mm. personality, acting like a banana, I feel like he'd participate more being incognito. Yeah, we. I wish we had had that for our marketing talk. We'll have to have him on again. Do you guys remember like? couple months ago where there was the the court proceeding on zoom and like the judge or something had on i'm seeing the same thing happen the cat here. i yeah, am not cat. a cat, <laughs> not a cat. <laughs> someone's gonna have the robot voice filter on and not realize it just be yourself everyone all right from nine to five mac over to nine to five google if you have been dying for your pay <laughs> also these dolly parton fans are just too much that wasn't that funny, but thank you. It was because nine to five is also just like the work day, and you had to take it there like it's a Taylor Swift puzzle. Like they're secretly telling you this whole time how much they love Dolly and technology. Come on, you gotta respect Dolly. Oh, I do. I love her so much. I hope she's listening. She is. Number one at MOC listening, Dolly Parton. <laughs> Uh, well, if you've been dying for your payout from the class action lawsuit against Google from the Google Plus privacy breach years ago, you can rejoice because the time is now. $7.5 million is being awarded to users of the That's kind of social network. It's a lot. To use so everybody much money. gets that? That's well, crazy. Well, half went to um, legal fees. Oh. And yes. aren't they all splitting it? Yeah, they're splitting it. And there's <laughs> 1.72 like million people. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. The numbers <laughs> don't a lot really of money. look good. <laughs> they had to fill out paperwork, legal paperwork. I, Do you want to guess how much? Don't cheat. I know. Don't click the, oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to take me a while on the calculator app on Google. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Just guess. What do you think? It's like a dollar something, right? Caleb? Bad at math. I'm going to say $500. $2.15 so. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Who even wants that? That's not worth the postage. They Some already mailed it, Shep. <laughs> Donated to charity. People are probably like, I'm going to be the only one that fills this out. The only one that cares. So then if nobody else claims it, do you get more of the pot? I'm not. Well, the people already had to fill it out, I guess. And so now that's what's being distributed amongst the folks. Oh like, God. it's too late to get in on this Imagine gold mine. Man, we missed check. our chance. Yeah, Sweet I know. Google plus money. And you could find more money on the sidewalk outside the studio. <laughs> from next articles from The Guardian. I don't know what Dolly thinks of that. Oh, Guardian 9 to 5? <laughs> <laughs> 9 to 5, Guardian. This whole show is a bridge over troubled water. <laughs> is that her? Or is that that other lady? No, you're thinking of Island That's in the Street. That's definitely not. <laughs> I am. Or the bridge. Very sad song. Okay. <clears throat> Why Instagram's creatives are angry about its move to video. It's this whole story about how Instagram betrayed the artistic community that helped build it in favor of chasing trends and TikTok users. There's a quote in there that the idea that they have to dance for their audience literally just to make sales or have their art scene is kicking the teeth. Like there's, there's, there's some stuff in here. You can read it if you like drama. The marketing-ish takeaway that I got from reading it is that if you're in the business of still, like still images and using them to promote whatever it is that you offer, you should consider Twitter. People are actually seeing more engagement even with smaller followings on that platform. But even like broadening that out, just be prepared to pivot no matter what you do and where you are. Like it's just a good mindset to be in. Like it stinks if something worked really well for you for a long time, but if it's not anymore, instead of whining, like we should just test new things. I don't know. From the desk of Jess Bud. <laughs> Whether that's new news or not. All right. Congratulations, TikTok, on overtaking Facebook as the world's most downloaded app. That is according to 2020 data that was compiled by Nikai based on data from App Annie. That Nikai seems like a big deal. Thing. I think so, right? I mean, that was last year's data, too. So, like, we're more than halfway like through 2021. I just feel like any TikTok number is fake. Like, any of those views, they're fake, I feel like. The downloads are tracked by a third party company i don't believe i don't believe it's the Talk same thing that, that facebook did with their video do you remember that all these content creators pivoted everything towards facebook video because they saw such high numbers and facebook's like oh wait th- those were all fake and then i remember what was the site that there was a like college humor's like everybody lost their jobs because of that yeah, i'm not no. saying you should pivot but i'm just saying i think that it could be the most downloaded app. That makes no, sense. That, that's probably yeah, right. But yeah, I, yeah. I feel like you get in there on TikTok in all those, it's like somebody posts a video and then there's like 2 million views in 30 seconds. Well, yeah, that's because a view is as soon as the video yeah. starts on somebody's feed. So oh, as soon impression. as you see it, you, you're counted. Yes, it's an impression. Mm. Mark my words. When we see the big, the big, <laughs> you know. TikTok drop off? Yeah, that's why. No, stories are coming. It's going <laughs> to save the platform. <laughs> Everything's the same. I think TikTok's doing okay without you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm not doing okay with this next one. According to the New York Times, text memes are taking over Instagram. And if you're wondering what they are, according to, again, the New York Times, this is real journalism, text-heavy meme posts often paired with nonsensically unrelated pictures. 
fueled by Gen Z. So in other words, I have no hecking idea what is happening. <laughs> they shared some examples and I don't get them, so I made my own. <laughs> I made I made some what I think are text memes. I don't know why they're different from memes. So those are the New York Times ones that you guys just scrolled by. I don't know how we should do this. We'll put them up on video. But the first one is some men. They were just in the meme builder that I found. I think people know it. Just, this is just a meme. You made a meme. You made a real meme. What is the difference between a meme and a text meme? The text, text meme is text. completely, and it's like, no. But there's pictures like behind memes. these other there's ones. Pictures. No, they're text memes. Caleb, you are the voice of the youth on, oh on boy. this So they year. have this one. It says they're all Virgos, and it has like anime, anime people. Anime people. And that's it. It says they're all Virgos. That's more images than text. Number one, I don't get the joke. Number two, it's just a meme. Right. You're just too old. Caleb, do you understand what text memes are? 100%. It's like typically it's less about the text and more about it being not related whatsoever to I what did people that. are making a I joke. I did that. Here, did you see my second one? I did it for you. <laughs> I get it. Potato okay. salad, world's best food, and there's a marble with an upside down tree. In it. This is not a meme. This is just true. This is a text meme. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand what's so funny about this one. Well, fine. Do you like the third one? I made it for you, Chef. <laughs> it is Satchel from Steel Panther, and it says, oh, Chef, I can be a Stetson and Fozar, too. You know, I thought we were forgetting about that. <laughs> Never. When I was still expecting, um, Greg got me a cameo with a song from this gentleman, and it was really not good. Okay? We're, we're deleting it, it from the record. Not good. It was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Caleb is not allowed to hear it, and neither is Eliza, Okay. Did I do it though? Did I make memes? No, you made no memes. But check out Marketing <laughs> Clock on Instagram, and we'll put up some some actual text memes and stories. But we'll also put your garbage ones you made up here too that are just meme memes. They're I, not memes. They don't make any sense. I think the point of text memes is that they're garbage, right? So oh, what's then wrong I with did these? It. I mean, the first one is like the most meme meme I've ever seen. It's a well, meme. yeah, it's because a I meme. I stole an image that existed because I w- I wasn't sure. Like I got better as yeah. I went along, right? Okay, anyway, <laughs> really quick here from Kaya Reef of the information at Kaya Reef on Twitter. She says, chart of the week, all social platforms look the same now. And she has a chart of what features exist and what's in testing. And like, just we already kind of touched on this, but we'll have it up on the video and we'll link to it in Discord in the newsletter. I just want to say bravo, Kaya, see you at the meatloaf show. And we're letting other people declare chart of the week now? Wild. Yeah, I thought we got to pay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Very. Oh. Well, this is an exciting chart. Greg, what's your take on this chart? It looks like Legos. Like, yeah, oh. and it does. Christmas Legos. Okay, back to business. LinkedIn has rolled out a native video meeting option in their app, which legit seems useful for a platform whose purpose is actually networking. And according to social media today, they are also developing several new features for video chats, including calendar integrations, allowing for messaging in a chat while you're on video, and also screen sharing and virtual backgrounds. It all seems actually useful. That's going to be great. You log in on LinkedIn and immediately somebody jumps on a video message. Hey, maybe you missed my last message, but just so you know, I've got a fantastic offer for you. I mean, I'm thinking more like legit connections, like if you're looking for a job, but it's going to be abused exactly that way, Greg. Now we can get endless inspiration as soon as we log on. Just people telling us their stories. I can't wait. I'll throw some memes in there too, just for you. 
lastly, also from social media today, YouTube tests new insights around evergreen videos in studio analytics. According to YouTube, the goal for this is to provide insights around evergreen video as additional drivers to help you understand how overall channel performance, specifically views, are changing over time. It's pretty sweet when you think about it, like all the work that goes into making a really decent piece of content, like you put a lot into that and you would hope that it would have some lasting power. I, I think we do the opposite here, marketing a clock, but not this show. <laughs> no one ever said we were decent. <laughs> and that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. I have always hated that Google Ads doesn't have negative keyword conflict reports. Like it just seems like such an easy thing for them to help with and Microsoft advertising does but they identified them for me in the recommendations tab (laughs) (laughs) this week. And it was actually super helpful. Um, Not that I'm promoting the recommendations tab, but that's one great thing about it. And I also don't think that Microsoft Advertising Report looks in your keyword lists. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong. I think you're wrong. It seems like it didn't. Okay. I'm pretty sure you're wrong because most of my negatives are in lists. Okay, show and me I've had them flagged. Yeah, I think you're wrong, unless they've changed it. All right, well, keeping it negatives here, I've got something hardly working, and it's it's just the fact that there's no way to edit negative lists, which is what every intelligent human should use or have at least a foundation with. Why wouldn't you use negative lists? And you can't edit those in Google Ads Editor, and it's always what I look for when I see whether it's last week or this week with the new ads editor coming. Is their negative keyword list support? No. Because nope. the worst part about them is there's no way to bulk edit. Like if you have keywords in a list already, yeah. you can't change the match type or anything like no, that. You there's can't no do anything online. Terrible. You have to go yeah. through, you have to manually change things. I have to get a spreadsheet from Jess to turn phrase match into exact match negatives and you have to download them and upload. It's a disaster and it's all web version. And that's such an easy, easy enhancement yeah. you should do. And by the way, we need to share that spreadsheet in Discord. Yes. Great call. I have a hardly working turned working hard. Microsoft ad disapprovals. I had an ad that literally said in-house IT support in the copy flagged for third-party tech support and financial product. It's not a financial product. So I was like, hey, excuse me. Can you please? I'm appealing this. <laughs> so it was super annoying, but they resolved it in less than 24 hours. So... I I appreciate that. Working hard, Microsoft support. All right, now on to our segment segments. And first up, we've got reading material. And this comes from Mark Williams Cook on Twitter, at the Taffer Boy on Twitter. And he says, hello, SEO peoples. I wrote and curated 504 unsolicited SEO tips. It'll be great for new SEOs and probably helpful uh, for for experienced SEOs. So go check that out if you're bored and want SEO tips. It'll last you at least a year and a half if you go one a day. So check that out for reading material. And then from the work from a smaller home section, there's some new news about Google employees who work from home and how they could lose money. So Google, there was an internal document that was leaked essentially from Google talking about how compensation packages will change. Everything I saw seemed to be negatively based on location. So they said, we always pay top of the local market based on where an employee works from. That was from a Google spokesperson. But according to some people that leaked the news, one Google employee asked not to be identified for fear of retaliation. That's so sad. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) Typically commutes to the Seattle office from a nearby county 
and would likely see their pay cut by about 10% by working from home full time. Oh, so not based on where the office is, based on where your location is. Mm. So if you live in the city, you could say I'm 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 eligible for 100% compensation. If I am in Buffalo and I live in Batavia, a town 30 minutes away, and I commute in, I therefore make less money because my zip code is in Batavia. If you commute in, though, or if you just work from home? It seems like it's based on zip code. So even if you go to the physical that office... That seems wrong. That's horrible. I mean, it's horrible both ways. It's just not fair, but... I, I'm not sure. I, it, may, it may be working from home. Again, this was like a leaked thing here. Mm. But um, interview said that the pay cuts were as high as 25% for remote work if they left San Francisco for an almost as expensive area out of the state, such as like a Lake Tahoe. So pretty big cuts based on what you're doing. And, and then it does, it probably is remote work only, to be fair. So. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is more a smart use of a combination of other existing tools. So it's more of a hack. We'll call it a whack hack because that's the best I can do with rhyming. And it comes from Jen Penaluna at Penaluna underscore Jen on Twitter. And she says, here's a super quick way to write alt text without leaving Google Sheets. And then she lists out the steps. The first involves Screaming Frog, so you do need that. But you can export a report of all of your images that are missing alt text. And then you paste it into a Google Sheet where she has a formula that you can use to extract the image itself from the URL and display it right there so that you can run through and very easily in bulk mode, baby, write alt text in one place. Jen did tweet this out. Again, that's at penaluna underscore jen but we'll also have the link in discord and in our newsletter so pick your poison and check it out and now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week an article so advanced so in-depth so detailed we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show all right and this week's must read marketing article of the week comes from pauline jack ober over on group27.com and the name of the article is how to scale your Google ads program part one and Pauline has but uh, talks about open communication between client and agency a base a baseline of faith and trust a focus on longer-term goals all of which are sort of known entities that you should have but the thing that I really like the way she broke it down was number four and it was an open budget and Pauline says for example Here's a client that started with a budget of $6,000 a month month in November of 2020. They earned $10,000 in revenue that month. By June of 2021, they had increased the budget to $34,000 a month and were earning $67,000 in revenue. And that's one thing that is always really hard to communicate properly when doing paid is, yes, what is the budget? The budget really should be at what CPA will you do, like spend a lot of money? Mm -hmm. You know, because if, if you can bring people in a profitable level, yeah, you need to know, can you keep up, you know, your inventory and all that stuff. But trying to just have like one hard budget is always like a little, little tough. And like spending that budget exactly every month, like some months have 28 days, some have 31. And it's like, you're spending the same amount every time. So I like this. It's like, yeah, you have that open budget where you're trying to go after the acquisition cost, which is cool. So I like that. So follow Paolo, Pauline Jacober on Twitter. It is at GRP27. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.
Thanks for listening to this week's Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. And we have a new game for you today, but I am sure that it is already everyone's favorite game. (laughs) Instead of guilty pleasures today, we're doing pet peeves. Just think of it as like anything that ruins your day. Okay. Uh, Caleb, you can go first. Okay. I was thinking about this all throughout the day because it happened to me this morning. I, er, okay, my pet peeve, I'm not going to say I hate, but my pet peeve is when you're in the line for like a coffee in the morning or something, like in your car, and then the person in front of you pays for it. Just hear me out. Just, wow. just hear me out. Nice. Just wow. hear me out. I have a reasonable explanation because it's just like you're like now I got to do something nice for someone, otherwise I'm gonna get bad karma. Oh and it's my just goodness. like There's nothing wrong with doing something nice for someone. It just, it just, I don't know. Just let me pay for my coffee sometimes. Just pay for the car behind it you, just, Caleb. It just, it's an easy does this happen to you every day? <laughs> this happens to me a lot, believe it or not. It, Where like, Tim Hortons? Yeah, Tim Hortons are like. McDonald's, just anywhere I'm trying to get a coffee. What a Grinch. Caleb's yeah. pet peeve is nice people. <laughs> it was also kind of a humble brag. <laughs> yeah, you know, people pay for my stuff. Okay, Jess, what is your pet peeve? I have many. But this one has recently come to light here in this office. And I don't know if it's any of you. And I apologize if it is, but I don't apologize. Why do people, when you open a new food item, not take off the inner seal completely. Someone here oh, is leaving it flapping. I'm with you. You open a jar no. and the paper is like half open. Why? I don't think Are we about leaving it, that so there? It's probably me. Oh, no. I know oh. why people do this. I know why people do this. They why? think it makes it like fresher. No, you have to. It's like if you leave it on, it'll stay good later. You know what I mean? I guarantee that's No, it's a safety seal. So, you know, no one tampered with it. It's already fresh with the regular lid. It's ridiculous. I've never thought about it. So it's definitely me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Stop it. Shut (laughs) Greg, what is your pet peeve? All right. My pet peeve. This is probably a hot take here. Oh, boy. My pet peeve are flowers inside of a house. I love flowers outside. I don't understand why people put flowers inside of a house. They stink, they make a mess, and you're murdering these plants to bring them inside for your quick enjoyment of like one to two days. Like a bouquet? Murdering the plants? Okay, you and Caleb need to go move to Grouch Island. (laughs) (laughs) They're lovely, they're beautiful. You can extend this to all plants if you think about it. The plants grow back. No. They bring in bugs, that's probably where all the spiders came from. Exactly. And flowers don't smell that great. Hot take. They really don't. It's I don't annoying. do it for the smell. I do it for the look. Yeah, and they're pretty. If you leave flowers for like a few days more, then it has a rancid smell. But your indoor plants are okay? Those are living, breathing, alive plants that I'm growing, cultivating. And I'm like, they're like my little friends. You know? And you wouldn't put like a bookshelf in your garden. So why why bring something that doesn't need to be in the house in the house? It doesn't make any sense. Shut up and pay for my coffee. <laughs> yeah, you sound just grumpy and mean. Woodstay. Nobody likes flowers Woodstay. in your house. Everyone loves flowers. People like it because they think they're supposed to like it. You don't go in your house and be like, <laughs> these flowers are cool. Be like, oh, look at this. I got flowers. Somebody gave me flowers. No, it's not good. I mean, I'm not, not out there buying people flowers. flowers, but yeah, who cares? if they're- You like flowers in your house. Yeah, I like them in my kitchen. It's so nice in the window and the sun's shining through and you got some flowers in there. 
No. No thanks. <laughs> You're just grumpy. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep it in the kitchen. My pet peeve is wooden cooking utensils. Oh, what a terrible I take. I hate. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. When you have to wash oh wet wood in the sink, <laughs> it is so upsetting. I really can't even talk about it. It's so disturbing to me. What the is The feeling of you? rubbing your scrub daddy sponge over wet wood. It's so disgusting. Another pet peeve, Scrub Daddy. <laughs> no, those are the best. Hate Scrub Daddy. You put your fingers in the Terror. eyes for no, grip. Get rid of Scrub Daddy. It is the worst tool ever. But yeah, that's a joke. The Scrub Daddy one's joke. I mean, I don't like Scrub Daddies, but it's not my real pet peeve. So what's yours? Okay. Second one. Check. So I guess we've got a Scrub Mommy fan here. So my second pet peeve, this is a day ruiner. I, you guys know, I do everything in my power to avoid pumping gas at all costs. I got away during the pandemic, probably a year not doing it. Now I'm out there in these streets pumping gas again. It's so hard, okay? When you go to the gas station and it doesn't have the little thing, so you have to hold the pump the whole time, I want to die. <laughs> you don't like really? GSTV? No. Cheddar with Maria, News? With Maria Menounos. <laughs> Better together with Maria Menounos. <laughs> telling me about, what was it, your diet and your skin? It's so terrible. Like today the baby was crying and I couldn't go talk to her because I have to stand there with the pump. It just it's terrible and nothing makes me more angry. All right. Okay, Greg, what's your next one? Okay, my final one here today is when you go to buy clothing and there's name brands all over. I hate having somebody's name on my shirt. Yeah. And you're just like advertising a company, but you're paying to advertise the company. It's brilliant though. It's so stupid. Why would anybody want like a big shirt that says like Nike on it? What's that H stand for? In your exactly. Sleeve? Exactly. <laughs> Jess, I've got a little teeny H on my sleeve, but this is like a nice fitting shirt. It's nice basic. Yeah. You, and you don't have name brands on your shirt either. No, just praise, Hail Santa. Praise Santa. <laughs> Look, what are we doing as a society? We're paying for an ad on our clothing. We're paying for the clothing that's an advertisement. You must have been so popular in 2004. <laughs> was that the thing? Yeah. I was never popular. So Aeropostale. Mm, Abercrombie. I don't, like I don't like that. I know. I, I was being sarcastic. I bet oh. everyone just hated you and yes. thought you had terrible wardrobe. No <laughs> labels on that guy. Still do. I think it's weird when um, sports teams have clothes that are like property of the Buffalo Sabres. Like somebody got something for <laughs> yeah, Eliza that said that and I was like, she's not anybody's property. Like, why <laughs> awesome. do they do that? People just start like going grabbing it and taking it back. Yeah. Like, that belongs that's to the Sabres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jess, do you have one more? I do. And this was not on my original list, but Caleb's point about the bookcase really brought it to mind. I hate this. When I drive by somebody's house and you see like used furniture in their gardens, like bed frames are a big one and there's <laughs> like flowers frames. and I've seen toilets in people's oh, gardens as flower pots. with a flower pot it's on really it. You hip, hate me. You know? That's different. That's different. It's probably mm. like by your door, right? On I your porch. I think what I found out today is that you all hate me. I don't hate you. It's not a toilet or a bed frame. Who does that? Is it like a flower bed? And I love puns, but that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a living, growing pun. It's nice. One nope. pun too far. Will not stand. <laughs> okay, well, let us know what you think of our hot takes, and we'll see you next week.